Welcome to Minority Landlords Podcast, your manual to financial freedom. Are you looking to escape the nine to five rat race? Do you want to earn passive income while building generational wealth for you and your family and don't know how to get started? Well, you're at the right place. Here at Minority Landlords, we're here to help educate minorities about real estate investing. And now your host, Pepe Amoti. Hello guys, this is Pepe again with a new episode of Minority Landlords Podcast. I'm super psyched for this new episode. This is the question I get asked a lot by new investors or people that are thinking of getting started into landlording. A good friend of mine who is getting started just asked me about it a few days ago and that's whether they should have their tenants sign annual leases or month to month. Personally, I hate annual leases, hence why all my tenants are on month-to-month lease and they've always been. Last year, I added several units in my portfolio and the lender required me to have all tenants sign an annual lease before closing. I got ticked and I'm so looking forward to those leases to end so I can switch all of them to month-to-month. Most people believe that annual lease is way better because it's the norm, but just in general and most importantly in this state of time, I personally believe month to month is way, way better. But there's a lot of factors and I will provide you with pros and cons of both. People think that you will have a high turnover rate when you do month to month, but like I always preach, if you buy in a desirable location and you are taking care of your property, you will never have an issue with turnover because tenants will always stay. My tenants always stay for years. As a matter of fact, I have tenants that I would love for them to leave so that I can raise rent, but they won't leave when they're living in a well-taken-care-of property and in a great location. Obviously, if your properties are in a crappy neighborhood and you 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 aren't taking good care of them, then tenants will keep moving in and out. My big reason for month-to-month is so that both I and the tenants are flexible to move on wherever wherever we feel like. If if a tenant is not happy with my property or living there, I don't want them to be living in the in, in the property. I tell them, I usually tell them verbatim when signing the lease, I, I, I don't want anyone living in my property that doesn't want to be there. And that is precisely what would happen if they sign a real lease and their job situation or they break up with their boyfriend or girlfriend or there's a divorce or just any life situation that changes. I don't want them to be stuck in that situation or to be stuck in their property living unhappy because they have to abide by their annual lease terms. No, I want them to leave. If that situation comes up, give me one month and move on. That's fine. And on my end, if I'm not happy with them, I don't want to wait super long before removing them too. Especially in this day and age when evictions are getting harder and harder. Even beside that, always eviction has always been easier when a lease is month-to-month rather than an annual lease. My month-to-month lease gives me the right and the ability to terminate the lease for no reason or any reason, which is great. So for your minority landlords or inexperienced beginners, it's advantageous to do month to month. And for also for even veteran landlords with eviction laws being extremely tenant friendly in many parts of the country, month to month is definitely a safer choice. 
Anyways, I give y'all some pros and cons of both. So the pros of month to month, first of all, month to month allows you to keep rent at a current rate since with annual lease, you have to wait until a whole year ends before raising rent, meaning that your rent rate will always stay current. Personally, I don't raise rent on my tenants, but that's a story for another time. My good tenants, by the way. Number two, no penalty for breaking the lease as long as the tenant has been properly notified. Usually, you just need to give them at least a month notice and you can ask tenants to give you a 60-day notice or a month notice whenever they feel like moving on. And so there's a lot of flexibility in the terms. You can make up whatever terms you, you, you prefer. So you, with just a short notice, you can move on or they can move on, which is great. Number three, there's less stress about bad tenants since you can evict them at any time. Any tenants that give you a hard time, you can always evict them anytime by giving them a month notice rather than having to wait for the whole year or going through a challenging, long legal process before they're out. Number four, higher rents. Usually for month to month, tenants already expect rent to be usually a little higher than annual. So you are more likely to make more money than month to month. Some of the cons here of month to month is in areas with lower occupancy rates, you are likely to have issues with high turnover, which can be a problematic for your business having to wait for months before filling the unit up. That's why I always advise you to make sure you buy in desirable areas because then you won't even have any of these problems. Number two, there's an uncertainty in the, on the end date, meaning that tenants can give you a notice anytime and can be any month that you aren't even ready for it. It will lucky suck if they give you a notice in the middle of winter when the number of people looking for homes are usually historically lower than during summer when it's way higher. When you get a notification your tenant is moving out in a month in a month during winter, it's gonna be a little bit like harder and stressful to try to figure out how to fill that vacancy in a short period of time. Number three, again, short notice to find a new tenant. Finding a new tenant in just 30 days can be pretty stressful but again if you are in a desirable location in a desirable area that shouldn't be an issue again you can see the trend it's all coming back to location number four it's hard for lenders some lenders will give you a hard time giving you mortgages when tenants are on a month-to-month -month lease since it looks less stable in their eyes meaning that most lenders usually prefer annual leases but you can always talk to them about changing that number five is wear and tire. If you buy in a bad neighborhood and you have month-to-month -month tenants, they are more likely to be coming in and out all the time causing wear and tire to your property. Because remember, every time a new tenant moves in, paint gets chipped and messed up and whatnot when they are moving in, their furnitures and all that. So that can be an issue. But again, I always preach location. Location is very crucial. If you are in a good location, you shouldn't really have issues with tenants breaking things here and there all right i won't go back giving y'all pros and cons of annual leases because if you look at it just flip what i just talked about the pros of month to month are the cons of annual lease and the cons of month to month are the pros of annual lease does that make sense Overall, in today's market and economy where landlords are highly targeted and when even most landlord-friendly states have shifted to become tenant-friendly, I believe month-to-month -month lease is way, way better option in spite of some minor cons. Don't go with the annual lease because that's the norm. No, everyone's situation is different. 
Like I said, most people hate month to month, but I love it because first of all, with the government restrictions and evictions being high these days, I think it's, it's a great strategy. Apart from government restrictions, location is very important too. If you're in a great location, you shouldn't worry about vacancies for too long because people are always out there every day looking for housing. Again, yes, I think for most situations, especially these days, month to month is the best lease to have. But obviously do your own research and see what will work best for your case. Ask yourself, where is your property located? You know that. Where are you interested in investing? What are the eviction laws in that state or city? It all depends. Yes, I'll always give you all accurate information and what works best for the majority, what's working best for me and my situation. And it, it should work for you too, since you will have an understanding of different perspectives. But unlike gurus and people giving you all false promises out there, I would say do your own research in addition to what I'm teaching here and, and don't just follow what I'm saying or follow the norm. In real estate, I've realized that most people are just followers just doing what the majority of people out there are doing don't do that take bits and pieces from everything you are learning from me and others and create your own path and do what will work best for you and your situation because quite frankly i don't know all your individual individual situations and whatnot even minus in real estate the world is just filled with followers we're just following what we are being told most people just follow us when we are actually unique and different in our own ways. But we let the society mold us into the quote-unquote norm. I read this quote from this Tumblr blog called Kushan's Wisdom that said, A successful life is lived through understanding and pursuing one's own path and not chasing the dreams of others. Also, one of my favorite quotes I once read a few years ago by Ralph Waldo Emerson that said, Do not go where the path may lead but go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. We are all unique and deal with unique experiences and situations in life and we need to create and follow our own paths. Most of us, the society tells us after high school we should go to college and study this and that instead of us deciding ourselves. Hence why we have lots of people in jobs they hate and don't like because they are doing something that the society told them to do because it makes money or because it will make them look good in the eyes of other people. I'm saying this because I've been there and have lots of friends and family that hate what they do. Statistics says over 85% of Americans hate what they do. And it's, it's sad because work is where we spend majority of our times yet we hate it. In real estate, in life, and everything you do, create your own paths, create your own ways. Again, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there's no path and leave a trail. Search that purpose you have. Search and create your own path and decide what makes you happy and what you want to do in your life or with every aspect of your life. Because remember, you only have one life to live. So live it right, do what your heart and soul tells you and go for whatever it is that will make you happy and internally fulfilled. All right, folks, until next time, stay hungry. Thank you for listening to Minority Landlords Podcast. 
please like and subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes so that we can reach as many people as possible. We will appreciate it if you tell your friends and family, too, about the podcast. Also visit us at MinorityLandlords.com.